You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 234. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four and five-figure months, and then on to six and seven-plus-figure years without burning out in the process. Does hiring a business consultant and coach actually help your business to grow? Is it worth the expense? Is it worth the risk? If these are some of the questions you've been asking yourself, then you're going to want to listen to today's episode with the brilliant Adrienne Hornby. She's going to share with you firsthand how she went from surviving with a newborn baby, working a part-time job, starting one business, and then starting a second business, and how she went from surviving to thriving in her business and in life. The key thing that shifted for her was hiring a business coach, and the benefits she's seen are endless. So get ready for an epic behind-the-scenes episode where Adrienne will share with you for her firsthand experience of hiring a business coach and how she went from surviving to thriving. Get ready, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show, Adrian. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh my goodness. I'm always pumped to be with you. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> and so I'm thrilled to have you here today where we're going to be talking talking about how hiring a business coach took you from surviving to thriving. And we'll talk a little bit more of that in a minute. And The reason why I wanted to bring you on the show was because you worked with me inside of Profit Pillars for a year. And at time of recording this podcast, you've been out of the program for almost a year, but you still are using some of the things that we talked about while you were with me inside of Profit Pillars to grow your profitable business that you're growing. And I just think it's so important, Adrian, for the listeners to the podcast to hear firsthand what it's like to work with a business coach and go from surviving to thriving. Because often, like I've said on these type of podcast is like anyone can stitch together a testimonial. Anyone can throw a stock image together, put some words behind it and claim it. But when people hear it from the horse's mouth is what I say, I just feel like it's so much better. And it allows them to have insight to your world, your business, your brain too. And so that they can truly see what it's like, right? To be in that space of when you work with a coach. But before we get started, I always like to ask a fun question and so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. So my fun question to you is, You were also recently at my exclusive three-day women in business retreat at the Gold Coast. And I know you love a good wine. So (laughs) what is your go-to wine? Oh, well, it has to be organic. So I love an organic red wine um, just to minimize the sore head in the morning, which I must admit worked. I got Uh up and I continued the next day with you at that retreat. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you absolutely did. (laughs) But it's it's a fun little thing, right? And it's like we had, you guys had some laughs. You bonded with Deb, the other lady that you were sharing a room with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you did. You just woke up the next morning, you rolled out and you were ready to rock and roll. So yes, you love a good organic red, my friend. I do. I like to be the life of the party too. (laughs) Well, you are fun. You are very energetic. You've got a great vibe about you. I mean, what's not to love? with a good old Adrian in the house, right? So now, now I want you to share in just a second, a little bit about your business and where you started, right? In business and where you're at now. 
And I think this is important just to give people the context about your business collectively, uh, because you actually weren't in business uh, at the very beginning, correct? And we'll talk a little bit more. You were doing some dabbling in some business stuff, but in regards to what you're specifically doing now, you were still working within the school system. And I just want to share this with the audience because it gives them the context, but also so often people think that when they if they want to hire to work with me as a business coach, that I only work with business coaches. And that is so far from the truth as I, you know, they're about to see that I work with you. I work with copywriters and artists, social workers, lawyers, doctors, social media managers, etc. And this is just another, you know what I mean? Your cohort of um, what you do is also just another example of how I work with a diverse group of women in business. So can you share with the audience a little bit about where you were at in business and where are you at now? Yeah, well, first of all, I can't believe it's been a year since I've worked with you. It seems like forever ago, but because so much has changed. So, mm-hmm. well, now I'm a school health and wellbeing consultant and I work alongside school leaders and staff to build an embedded tailored staff wellbeing action plan. Mm-hmm. And their plans are to nurture a positive school environment and address teacher burnout so that they can improve school outcomes and performance. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start off in that space. You're so right. So I'm actually a primary school teacher by trade, but uh, I was a school leader for a number of years. So head of the junior school in the school that I was working at. And I've been in business for around five years, but I initially started my business journey as a health and wellbeing coach after my very own real experience with professional burnout. And I was working alongside mostly teachers and school staff when I first got started in the business. And I did that because I I was just learning so many amazing practices for how to look after myself that were all really evidence-based and and research-backed. And I wanted to support other teachers and school leaders and staff to be able to do the same thing. So started to marry those two professions together as as things kind of uh, progressed. But when I first started working with you, I really still had my toes in both of the ponds, I guess. I was doing the health and wellbeing coaching with my individual clients, but I was really looking to break into the market in schools and supporting the whole school leaders, staff and teachers to be able to improve the wellbeing of everybody and optimize school culture. And I know when you first start working with me, you were adamant and that's okay because, <laughs> of, well, this is how I recall, you might have a different story, is you were pretty stuck with like, no end, I want to do both because we were looking at, you know, your messaging and how we would reduce confusion for your audience. We were looking at where would you be showing up in socials and not confuse them with, again, your, your messaging and your offers. When we were looking at building your website, we're like, how do we filter and segment these people so that they don't get confused, right? Yeah. And, and so when you came to me, you're like, nope, I still want to do both. And in my brain, I'm like, okay, it's her business, her rules, right? And I, I think you would say that I will always support everyone to make their own decisions because every decision, there's lessons that we get to learn, right? Yeah. But then when I started to see um, after you finished up with Profit Pillars, so even a little bit before you were already kind of leaning more and more towards, you know what I mean, really focusing on your specialty, which is your zone of genius now. How do you think that evolved over time? Like, how did that clarity start to become more and more apparent that you might need to let go of one and really kind of double down on the other? I think it was initially, of course, your advice. Like, I think you planted that first seed. It was in our initial intake call. You kind Mm -hmm. of looked at my website and like, okay, you're a health coach and you say, I'm doing stuff with mindset. And then you're also talking about doing things with fertility and you're also doing stuff with 
women's health or, um, you know, nutrition. And then you were like, what, what is it that you do? And I realized at that moment that I was trying to cast this huge net because I thought that's how you get heaps of clients and people yeah. is by saying, I'll, you know, I'll serve everybody. And so that's kind of this mentality I had with such limited experience in business. But it wasn't until you sort of planted that seed that I realized I'm actually just confusing my audience. And uh, you also have to, I find it's exhausting. You have to extend your skills and knowledge across multiple areas when you do that. So Mm. you kind of sowed that seed. And then as I started to network with amazing people who you linked me up with, that same message was coming out. Like you, you need to pick a lane. You have to go with a niche that really works for you. What are you most aligned with? Mm-hmm. And so gradually as I listened to people and as I experimented, it, you know, it really started to all fall into place. And mm-hmm. I realized also what the market needed. Like, you know, I, I'll never forget some advice from the amazing Carl from Static Shift mm-hmm. who explained to me when we were initially talking about my business model he said, you know, when it comes to health coaching, if you're kind of saying I'm doing all of these things as a health coach, you're you're out there in the red sea. And he's like, and what that means is that there's so many people out there vying for clients. But he was like, what you're offering to schools is what they really need. And that's blue water. You're out in the blue water. There's not very many people in that field. You're really specialized in that. You have a lot to give. So go in that direction. So with that knowledge and continuing to talk to you in those coaching sessions, it began to make more sense. And I began to see that the more I focused my attention in one niche, in that one area, the more the more potential clients and leads I began to get. Mm-hmm. And it also just streamlined everything that I was doing and learning about. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about, you know, being efficient. What I will say in niching though is, is again, it will evolve, right? Mm-hmm. It's like an evolution. Yeah. And that's what I, yep. what I saw happen with you too is, and it's same thing happened with me is, and you use the word the net. And I do talk often about like when I was in Vietnam and I would watch the fishermen th- cast their net out and they would bring all the fish in, right? And the younger fishermen would keep everything, even though I'm sure they weren't supposed to, but the older fishermen was very, they were very delicate and quite um, thoughtful about what ones they were keeping and what ones they were letting go of, right? And so I believe that we, I don't believe in niching to the point really, really quickly, because I believe you can niche yourself out of a business. But I do believe that niching will slowly evolve over time. The more clients you work with, the more things that you put out, you'll see what sticks and what things don't stick. And you'll eventually start to let things go. And again, it is an evolution, but often I feel like it's, it has to be so, like, you must choose a lane that can be quite hard for some people, especially if they're in between, say, financial situations where like, yeah, but these people still put food on the table. And I know, right. So just give, you know, just for those listeners out there, just knowing that again, your niche will evolve, but trust the process and also trust that sometimes you might have to let go of some things that no longer serve you to make space for the new things that will serve you. Yeah, and just see how it feels. I think you've put that so beautifully. You don't have to sort of niche right down or decide on something. It's about experimenting with the different clientele that's coming to you and what feels right, what you're <laughs> most aligned with and what really makes you sing in your professional practice. No, totally, 100%. It's, it's an evolution. Time is everything. And so often for those businesses that just want a six and seven figure business overnight, again, the sooner you can understand that time, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. Everything takes time. Right now, it would be great for you to tell the listeners a little bit about how did you decide to work with me, you know, a little over a year ago when you were working with me, how did you hear about me? And what were some of the challenges you were facing at that time before you hired me as your coach? 
Well, I'd actually, at the time, I just had a baby. So things were really crazy in my world, but I had all of this spare time on my hands, really. I mean, I was out of school. I had about a year off. And another amazing friend of mine, Selene Douglas, uh-huh. she actually was the one who did all of the research uh, into you. And we were talking about how we really needed a coach to be able to support us. And she's like, listen, I've been following a few people and Angela Henderson is awesome. She's to the point. There's no BS. Um, and I really like what she has to say. And so I jumped on your podcast and I and I listened to a few of those episodes. And you know, I'm a quick decision maker. So I was like, right, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to book that appointment. And um, yeah, we had that first that first session. And I really wanted to work with you because I felt totally overwhelmed with where I was at and what I was doing. And you picked it up in the first session. Like you're trying to do too many things. Mm -hmm. That's where you need to pick your lane and what is it that you really want. And I really wanted to work with schools, but I wasn't quite sure on how to crack that market. And I didn't want to waste any time because with this baby who was a couple of months old, I didn't have time and money to waste. And I I wanted to make the most of that extra time that I had. So um, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought at the time I had this good business structure going, I could just follow that. But something told me that I needed that advice and, and strategy from somebody who really knew what they were doing and also had that experience with working with a number of other business owners and could shed light on the experiences of others and network me with others too. How When you talk about the advice, when it, people often get nervous when they're working with a business consultant and coach because they're like, oh, you know, you're going to give the same advice to everyone. It's not going to be tailored to my business, etc. Um, what would your thoughts be about working with me in relation to did you get tailored advice or was it generic? What are your thoughts? Uh, it was absolutely tailored. But I think, as I said before, on that initial call, you you really were able to hone in on exactly what was causing me the most challenge that I hadn't worked out yet. And of course, that was around my messaging. It was the foundations. So my website, what I actually did and how I communicated that to people, I really didn't have the foundations for my business at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so starting off with that strategy call together, uh, one-on-one with you and then moving into Profit Pillars was awesome. And what I loved about you was that you were like, right, Adrian, I know you don't have much time and you're a mom and you need to do this. So this is how I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that you follow the program and how you structure your time. And I appreciated that so much because it was just transparency from the beginning of what I could expect and what I, from you, but also what I needed to expect of myself. And that, that was very appreciated, particularly for my, the life stage that I was at with a young baby. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Of course, I'm, of course, fucking dog. Do you know what I mean? The one time I've recorded how many podcasts and now she's got to do this. I'm like, one second. Let me just see if she'll calm the fuck down. I can hear her railing. Hold on, Adrian. Let me just go. Fuck this dog. One second, my friend. One second. Grateful. I don't have time for this shit today. Oh, hang on now. Give us a question. Now, interrupting our podcast. Well done, dummy. Okay. Where are you? Is that kind of All right. And we're back. <laughs> Rookie move. Rookie move. Didn't put it in the kennel. All right. So where were we? All right. So yes, yeah, so tailored 
approach to business strategy, I believe is key, especially where we're at moving into 2023. And so often what I see people doing is they're looking for the next blueprint. They're looking to try and template someone else's business model, but it doesn't work. And I just had a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where I talked about your business cannot be templated. And so that's why I feel that my skill set is able to be so specific based on people's needs, energies, family components, right? There, You are still working for the school at that stage. All of these things have to be taken into consideration when we start looking at someone's business, their business model, and their overall strategy. Because if not, then it might work for a little while, but eventually we'll start doing what I mean to fall apart. So I believe tailored support is always the best support. Mm. Now, for those listeners that are like, you know, what made you finally take the jump? You talked a little bit about you had time was, you know, you had limited time. You just had a baby. Selena had done the research, but what you still had to pull the trigger is what I would say. You still had to sign the contract. You still had to believe in yourself and trust. But what made you finally take that final jump to investing in a business coach? Well, I think, you know, after that initial consultation, you were really quick to assess me my personality and my ability to commit in certain areas. So I think I loved that you could read my energy, also the stage that I was at. I really valued that. But the thing was is that you were honest about how you can support me, which I also really valued. I felt like it was a very genuine approach. Um, You know, uh, it wasn't any of this sort of shiny object stuff, empty promises. It was like, this is how I think I can support you. This is what I'm going to do. And then this is what you uh, need to work on, which really fits a personality like mine. But I think also it was pinpointing the elements of my business that might be holding me back. So I, I felt like initially you just got it. And, you know, not being clear in my niche and trying to attract too many people. The the jump always, I think, was in the clarity, in the honesty, what I was actually going to get out of the program. And then the bonuses that might come alongside that, that really drew me in. So I liked the idea of networking with other women and, and learning from their experiences, people who are further along in business, sort of picking their brains. But I think also to your connections to so many other people in business who could support me uh, was was something that I really valued. So with messaging experts and and marketing people and LinkedIn uh, consultants, everything that I thought that I might need access to, you could offer. And it worked out that way, particularly as I moved through the program. So a well-rounded approach was great. Like you didn't, you're not saying I hold all the wisdom here. I've got a lot, but there are other people who are, that's their zone of genius. And I'm going to make sure that they take care of you. Yeah, and it is. And it's about, I think, any business owner being able to identify where our zone of genius begins and where it ends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important. That's why, again, we've got the monthly mindset coach in our programs. You know, we've now got human design consultants that, um, you know, I mean, we'll do, you know, training and things like that. There's a variety of other things. And I think it is important because not everyone learns the same way. Again, not having that template and cookie cutter approach, but making sure it's available to make a tailored approach for business success. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. 
For we this the the topic of this or the title of this particular episode is from surviving to thriving. And when I talk about surviving, I talk about the notion of when you came to me, it's like you were just surviving motherhood, new baby, right? Just finished being pregnant. You've got this new baby. You've got two businesses going on. You're still working in the school, right? Still trying to juggle that. And when I talk about thriving, and so you finished with me over just about over a year ago at time of recording, and so much has changed in the last year correct me if I'm wrong, where we went from still working for the school, still having the other doing wellness um, business arm side of things to now tell us where you're at now. What are you solely focusing on now? So I am solely working as a consultant in schools now. So I left my job in education back in October. So mm-hmm. I said goodbye finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I'm still, of course, in education supporting multiple schools, I'm doing, you know, doing really what I need to be focused on. So mm-hmm. um you know, picking that lane going into schools was important, uh, making sure that that's where I solely directed all of all of my energy. But yeah, most importantly, I'm not trying to juggle those multiple things. I think when I finally made the decision to leave and take that leap uh, into doing this full-time, everything changed. I, I had more clarity. I had more time. I had more mental focus to make this uh, something. And it's just incredible. I think when we started working together, I'd worked with like two schools or a couple of schools here in the ACT. And now I'm, I've worked with over 20 schools right across the country. So every couple of weeks, I'm in a different state visiting a new school, uh, which is so incredible to have that opportunity to meet so many people from all over the country. I know you talk about numbers and I'm a a huge numbers person because data gives us clues. And when you first started in the um, space, we talked about, you know, potentially looking at doing like a master class for um, the schools, not only just in ACT, but across Australia. And when you first did your first ever master class, you had 44 people sign up. And just last week, you, at time of recording, you produced another master class and you had over 250 schools from around Australia join. I mean, how incredible is that to, to go from just an idea to then getting zero followers, zero people, to then getting 44 people in, to now getting 250 people in, which is just, like I said, it's incredible. But we also talked at, you were just, again, my exclusive three-day women in business retreat. And we looked at what you've done in the past. And then we looked at what you could potentially do differently this time. Do you want to talk a little bit about the strategy that we worked through and whether or not it has worked for you or not worked for you? Yeah, so I think at the time we were looking on how to, and that's this is the key message, is that my masterclass or my webinar live training has evolved so much since I first started it, and I'm always trying and experimenting new things. So when you and I first were working together in Profit Pillars, I was kind of running it once a month, and then now I've gone to run less of them but make them really targeted and specific, and I've, I've changed the messaging to try and hook people in with, with different things. So Last, when we met up at the Women in Business Retreat, you were talking about, I was only emailing these people, schools, and inviting them to the webinar once. And you were like, Adrian, you have to write to them again. Schools are really busy places. They might not have seen the email or they've forgotten to to register. And I just had this huge fear that I was annoying people. And you were like, just, I just need you to do it. So we added one extra promo email on there. 
and then it was also in the email, you know, even small things like I had the link to sign up to the webinar right down the bottom and you're like, I need you to move it up. I need you to speak to these schools in a more personalized manner. Don't make it look like it's going out to the masses. Really try and connect with them, build those relationships, build that no like and trust, and you will be more likely to get more people on board. So a few just minor tweaks with the advice of somebody over with you in particular over that 45 minute period mm-hmm. ju- jumped us up it doubled the amount of registrants from last time mm-hmm. so it you know it's it's just amazing advice to be able to receive and 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 have in such a short time such a such a growth in those leads Again, those leads, again, you're still currently at time of recording open and launch, so we don't have the final numbers for that. But again, Mm -hmm. just statistically speaking, when you have 250 people register, you'll typically convert at 1%, if not 2%. So people might be thinking, well, shit, do you know what I mean? That could be three to four people. How how does this lady, Adrian, survive? Now, we won't go into debt or numbers, but we're here to tell you is Adrian has higher ticket items, right? She doesn't need high volume, whereas other people with lower ticket items might need a lot of volume. We're talking thousands of people. And this, again, I think is as important to talk about this and break down some of those myths is if you have a really good, first of all, Adrian's product is really good. And I've said this analogy before on the podcast. If you have a shit product, it probably looks like shit, smells like shit and tastes like shit. There's not a lot we can do. I can't sprinkle fairy dust and put tiaras and like boas in there. It's still going to look and smell like shit. Adrian's product is solid. It's also a higher ticket product. And this is something that Adrian's chosen to do. But also, again, because she values her time and her energy, she doesn't want to be working with millions and millions of people. And because it's a higher ticket, like I said, she doesn't need as many people through. So she should convert between three to four people, quote unquote, if she sits between two to 4%. And this will be more than enough. Do you mean correct me if I'm wrong here, Adrian? In regards to this will double your revenue, correct, than what it has been before off of this launch with two to three, with two to four people, correct? Yeah, that's right. And it's mm-hmm. it's around getting the pricing right, which was something that um, has taken time and is it's a te- teething in business is pricing yourself at the right rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, three, I, I, I look for at least three partnerships out of each launch, mm-hmm. um, but they require a significant amount of time. And it's a year long partnership with schools. It's a really big, robust uh, product. And it started off really differently. I started off only wanting to do one-off workshops. That's all I had. Whereas now it's a huge, big approach to put together a, a tailored wellbeing action plan for these schools that requires lots of work mm-hmm. um, with the school and with the staff and, and some, and work on my end. But that was how I decided to do it for maximum benefit. And it's the offer that schools want. They don't just want somebody to come in to do something uh, one-off. They want change. So that's what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. But again, they're also paying for your knowledge, your years in the school system, your years of um, crafting and honing in on what they need, your listening skills, your also your connections, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, I know that too, with pricing, it evolves, As you start to grow and as your mindset grows and as your inner work grows and as your confidence grows, your pricing will naturally start to grow too. When Mm -hmm. I first started, my hourly rate was $100 an hour to work with me one-on-one, which I was like pumped because to work (laughs) with an undergrad and a master's degree and working with people who are suicidal or homicidal, I was getting paid like 52 bucks an hour. So when I was able to double that, I was wrapped. Now, if you want to work with me hourly as a like a two-hour strategy session, it's $2,500. So theoretically, I mean... 
it's not just two hours for two hours because there's prep work, but you're looking at roughly my hourly rate sits at about 600, you know, or sorry, $1,250 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. So again, but it didn't start that way. It evolved over time. You start to, you know, as you, you're doing the trade, your own trainings. I'm traveling around the world to different masterminds and I'm learning from all these different people. My last coach was $45,000, right? Like I'm honing in on my craft to help expedite and speed it up for others. And people forget that. So you're able to put a nice premium price on the work that you do also because of that solid skill set, knowledge and community that you've also grown. Yeah, that's it. And it's about fast tracking the process. And I think when I first started working with you, I read one of your blog articles that talked about that, that it was like, you're paying for that knowledge that I'm putting in the time to get. And I deliver it to you in a 45 minute session. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it. I say to schools, you know, I'm reading five or upwards research papers on staff well-being and school culture every week to be able to deliver that to you in a 50-minute strategy call when you have a query around something to do with that. And you, you can't put a price on that a lot of the time. And that's where the hourly rate begins to come from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, and understanding that and knowing that it is safe to charge the price because this is again the mindset stuff that we do inside of the program too right is understanding that oftentimes it's like we have our own money mindset blocks about how we were up brought or you know how we were brought up with money or what that looks like i know we talked a little bit about also do you know I mean at the at the retreat about that but and understanding that it's okay and safe to charge what we charge right and and owning that and really stepping into that and stepping into that future version of us uh, because a lot of times women aren't okay with that we start to tell ourselves stories we start to limit you know ourselves we start to stunt our growth but really we can charge whatever the fuck we want people yeah That's and it. I think it's about having a plan too like some people find it really hard to jump from say your 100 mark right up to the 1200 mark and you yeah. don't have to if that doesn't feel right for you you know I've all gradually and incrementally raised my prices but yeah. with that as you step into a new phase of business just as I registered for GST and um, stepped up into the next tax bracket trust me you get a rude shock when you haven't been charging enough and you get a whopping big tax bill so they're all of these things that you don't consider and it's worth listening to the business coach or consultant and realizing that they have that know-how and they've had conversations with somebody like me and other business owners who have been shocked by that too, which is why they tell you to make your price what they do. <laughs> mm -hmm. 100%. Now for those listeners out there who are sitting on the fence and wanting to work potentially with me as their business consultant and coach or anyone else, what words of encouragement would you give them? Well, I think if experience and mentorship is something that you don't have in your world, particularly in business, you need a coach or consultant. And somebody who's lived and experienced it themselves, but also, as I was saying before, who's worked with multiple business owners, uh, they can deliver you the lessons that they've heard many people talk about when when they've coached them through challenges. And I think that that is that is something that you can't just get from any old person or coach in 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 those in in this kind of business world. It, it needs to be somebody I think who's who's worked with other people who've been in the same position as you. Um, I loved that about working with you, and was that you would talk to me about examples of other business owners and show me their websites or show me how they'd done something. And that was a really, it sparked a lot of ideas as well, which um, is really helpful for, for like real world practical issues. Um, and yeah, just, you know, there's, there's certain things that need to be done in order for other things to work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your website, your messaging, 
um, you know, finding out who your target market is. Otherwise, sometimes all of the social media work or the offer like you were talking about, the product that you're putting out won't work without those really solid foundations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need somebody to help you identify and pinpoint what that might actually be for you just by coaching you and asking a few of those questions. I think sometimes you would just ask me a simple question like, well, what is it that you do or what are you trying to get out of it? And it really prompted quite deep inner thought for me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, putting it, um, putting that all together. And then just a fresh pair of, a pair of eyes looking over your, your next launch or your webinar page or, you know, your lead magnet. You were so, it was so helpful to have you and the other women in that program to bounce ideas off, um, a, a, in in that community and that's something that you won't get if you're doing this on your own and the other thing I love too and was all the mindset work we did with you it's so important to have the mindset capable of growth pushing yourself to the next level to to sort of bat away that imposter syndrome that's a huge thing that I've always battled with and I loved that component of working working with you in that space oh my goodness well I'll just sit here all day listening to this do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) so no so no thank you for your kind words and like I said I just think it's important for people to hear it from you and that it's not orchestrated and it's just it's you telling your thoughts and in your vibe so I appreciate you that and I also appreciate you now I do like to ask one final question and this isn't in regards to what you know now when you before you first started with me, this is just in business collectively. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh my gosh, that you can't underestimate the power of setting aside time to build your business when you get started in this. Sometimes you get so caught up in working with the clients uh, and, you know, it might be creating content, but you I wish from the beginning that I had spent more time dedicated to learning, knowing and understanding messaging, business systems, um, marketing, all of those really important factors that you soon work out later if you haven't got the skills in that area. So getting started and learning that's that area of the business and getting support on that is so essential. And I think it would fast track many, many businesses if they just do that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's so true right from the beginning. But again, some of us, we've got to learn a few lessons and then we're like, oh, okay, well, now we've got to go do this, right? <laughs> now, for those listeners who might need your help, and or know someone who works in the schools, guidance officers, principals, teachers who are like, I need a little bit of Adrian in our life. Where can they find you and how can they connect? Well, I'm on all of the socials. So Instagram, I'm Adrian Hornby underscore coach. And then I mostly live over on LinkedIn. That's where my people are. But I am on Facebook as well under Adrian Hornby Consulting. But you can visit my website, adrianhornby.com.au. And that outlines all of my services when my school partnership programs open up, which is only once a term. Um, so as we said, in the middle of a launch right now, but not sure where that'll be at time that this is aired. But yeah, check check out the website and wait list if you're interested in joining us. 
Oh my goodness. Well, thank you again, my friend. It's always so much fun. It was fun having you in Profit Pillars. It was fun having you at the exclusive retreat. And it's fun having you on the podcast today. I just have loved seeing you go from strength to strength while you were in the program, but equally over this last year. And I'm wishing you all the very best uh, with the you know closure of your launch coming up here. So three, four, five, six, seven people joining, right? And also just thank you for trusting me to support you in the role of the business you know, consultant and coach throughout your time at Profit Pillars at the retreat, etc. You're a weapon. And every school needs a little piece of Adrian in their life. So thank you so much. Oh, thank Ange. And for those of you who are looking at finally going, yes, I'm finally ready to work with you, Ange, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au, click on the work with me button and book in for a discovery call. Or you can hit me up in my DMs over on Instagram. My handle is at Angela Henderson Consulting, and we can start to have a chat from there as to what program will work best for you. Thanks again for coming on the podcast today, Adrian. And before I sign off, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes over uh, for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And to you, amazing human, have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again and have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.